What's up, button mashers and key clackers? Welcome to episode 17 of the Button Key Games Cast, where we enjoy the best a cold beer has to offer and talk about all the gaming news happening right now. We're your hosts, Jordan Ellis and Evan Dalton. And first things first, what you drinking tonight, Evan? Uh, I am drinking a Devil's Backbone Trail Angel Vice, Vice Beer. Vice Beer. Ah, okay. Uh, I like a good Vice Beer. Rice. But, yeah, rice. Rice, rice Beer. It's like sake. <laughs> yeah. Um, sake's actually good. But, uh, yeah. It's like, they're just tart and good, and I like them. And Devil's Backbone's great, so. Yeah. I pick it up. I pick it up. This is actually the first time I'm having it, and it is delicious. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I've got uh, a Red Bridge, uh, which is an Anheuser-Busch gluten-free beer. Uh, Is it a red? You know, I'm not really sure. It It says it's brewed with sorghum. Sorghum? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> don't know native to africa many cultivated forms now an important crop worldwide yeah that's weird well that's this beer so i'm gonna try it it just it just looks like wheat it says made without wheat or barley and looks like a type of wheat <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Is it good? It did is. you try it? Did it, it make did it make your lips go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it did. I, I clearly heard it over the headphones. Jordan. This has been a week full of I guess pre-E3 hype. And also games coming out. Yeah, it's, so, so it's a thing, and 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 we're some of that we're gonna we're gonna get to a little bit later. But uh, as far as games coming out, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Well, today we had Outer Wilds. Outer release. Wilds. Yeah, not uh, to be game confused. Not to be confused with Outer Worlds. Not to be confused with Outer is, Worlds, which is not yeah. not out yet. Published by Annapurna, developed by Mobius Digital. Yeah, it's a it's a neat little game so far. Yeah, it's got it's got style, man. It it has it. It's like calm, chill wilderness, but with space. You know what my biggest gripe so far is? What's what's the biggest gripe so far? The music is so dang good. I wish it was playing all the time. Yeah, it doesn't play all the time, but when it kicks in, you know it. Yeah, because it's real good. It's like a sp- it's, it's like a banjo, but it not in the way that you would think. Uh, it's good. So what do what do you do in this game? Since I don't I don't know how many people have actually heard about this. It's kind of it kind of like snuck up on us, I think. Yeah, maybe for some. So I I should say going into it, all I really knew is one. A lot of people refer to it as No Man's Sky Light. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that's sort of accurate. It's, I see it. Yeah, I mean it's I can see. It's more handcrafted though. Yeah, exactly. It's got a little more style to it. Um, 
and then it's similar where you like you take off planets and then you just go into space and then you just land on planets but the planets are like tiny yeah you can kind of walk around them yeah pretty quickly yeah we're in no man's sky you could spend days or weeks walking around some of those planets yeah I think I think a part I like is when you are walking around a planet, you have like a little uh, tiny globe in like yeah. the bottom left corner that shows where you've been because it can look a bit samey just because it's like a planet and sometimes there's nothing in a general area. Um, so it, it does a good job of showing you where you've been uh, since it can get confusing because like they have modeled like a functioning solar system. Yeah. So. All the planets are always moving and the planetoids always spinning. Sometimes they have things spinning around them and you always see like shadows just coming around the planet like and all the time. And they spin so fast. They spin really fast. I mean, um, I'm like, oh, sweet. I landed on the day side of the planet and then two, quickly, not even two minutes jump. and then it's nighttime again. Yeah, the, the first planet you start out on, you wake up and it's like daytime. And then like if you're there for five minutes, it's like it's nighttime because th- I think they really like the effect and I like it, too. They like the effect of like going from day to night and you can literally look into the sky and see the other planetoids around you uh, all going through their motions. Yeah. And when I and when I say the like shadows, like the shadows are legit. So if a planetoid crosses in front of the sun, like the pl- your planet goes dark yeah uh it like eclipses the planet and it's it looks crazy it scared me the first couple of times it happened yeah it's real good so uh the the gist of the game is you're just kind of exploring uh at least to to the point i'm at this small uh system of planetoids and but i kind of i kind of don't want to talk about it it it's it can be hard to discuss this game without giving too much away because but there's also not of, like a a ton of crazy stuff to give away but like the stuff that's there is really special if you experience it organically yeah you know so there's some good moments to be had so just i don't we, yeah i don't, don't think i spoil that talk about the moments like just know that those moments kind of made my jaw hit the floor when they happened to me because i did not know they were coming yeah um, I don't think they, they shared a lot on what we would be doing in this game. So like, there's just a lot we didn't know. So like coming yeah. into it, knowing little was just a refreshing experience. Um, but overall, I mean, you can say that this game is definitely kind of focused on exploration Yes. of, of the areas around you. There's some little puzzles and things as far as I haven't played a ton yet, but from what I've played I haven't run into anything super difficult. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, the game is kind of chill for the most part. Um, it's interesting because the ship has like an autopilot feature. Did you mess with that? You can, you can like, you can do this with the jetpack too. If you're just like floating in zero G. But what I used it for was like, if I needed to examine my surroundings while I'm in space, uh, you can use autopilot to like put yourself into orbit of a planet um, so that you don't like go crashing into things because you can literally just get blindsided by a planet and <laughs> yeah. get destroyed uh, in a second. So it, it keeps that from happening is what I've found. Well, you can also come up on a planet too fast and then you can't slow down. 
It's, and autopilot's <laughs> really good at preventing that. So okay, I use okay. it. But like I was using it in the beginning and I'm just going, right? And I'm like, uh, is that the planet I'm going to? I'm going straight for it. And it was not the planet I was going to. And autopilot does not go around stuff in your way. So like no, it, it just, just it just they, slammed they it just slammed my my ship straight into the side of that planet. Yeah. And the funny thing <laughs> is, um, it said on the screen in front of me like hull integrity compromised, yeah. and like I had no control over the ship. And I'm just yeah. like hurling through space. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. Maybe I should get out and go look at that, right? <laughs> I hop out of my seat, and the cockpit's <laughs> literally the only piece that was left. So as soon as I got out of my seat, I'm just floating in space, and I see my cockpit, and I'm like, where's the rest of the ship? Oh, really? Yeah. Like, you didn't have to, you didn't get out of the ship or anything? Dude, my <laughs> ship was gone. gone. That's awesome. <laughs> um, it was it was pretty funny. Um, like but yeah, the- it, it also flew me into the sun once when I wasn't paying attention. Uh, so that autopilot can get you in trouble if you trust it too much. So I was like trying to figure out where to go at one point and I wasn't paying attention to where I was going and flew right to the sun. Yeah. Um, I, I like the speed at which you can move between these planets. Oh, yeah, it's um, fast. Uh, because of the loop in this game, it, it, it's very useful to be able to get to where you want to go quickly. Uh, and this game very much allows for that. And flying the ship is just really fun and i actually have gotten decent at reading the actual like um overhead display when it comes to like how fast you're coming towards a planet how far away is the planet uh and it's very helpful it took me a second but like if you can lock onto planets to navigate towards them and if the lock on reticle is red it means the planet is moving away from you and if the lock on reticle is blue it means you're going to the planet um and learning how to read that so you don't freaking like smash your ship into a thing that you're not aware is coming at you about just as fast as you are going towards it is very useful yeah like anytime i take off from a planet i'm scared i'm gonna fly right into its moon because you can't really see above you it it is a weird perspective thing when you're in the ship yeah uh and how you just kind of have to wrap your head around how it uses it it's not bad Mm -hmm. um but you, it's it's kind of different. Yeah, especially once you get. I mean, first off, dying in this game is not punishing at all. No, not at all. In fact, it's kind of expected in some ways. Um, but I don't know. It, it the game's fun. I'm enjoying it. It's definitely like a very chill game. It's not something yes. I'm gonna sit and play. It's more mindless for the most part. Yep. I feel like podcast, which game. is not what you would expect from uh, a puzzler. But it, I don't think that's the right term. I think that's what we like, thought it was going to be, but that's not really what it is. There, there are the puzzles, but I think the more the fun aspect of it for me is just exploring this area and this space. Yeah, and there's some mystery that yes is is in here too. That's kind of a driving force, and it's more just like going through that and discovering more and more. Like that really just seems to be the goal. Yeah, and that. That's good with me. If there was not if there was not a puzzle and I could just kind of follow this like story bread trail throughout this game, I'd probably be perfectly fine. Yeah, but I'm also just fine because, with how it is. It's, it's yeah, good. I'm fine with how it is, too. It's good. I, some of the planet designs are so good. Yeah, no Did doubt. You, dude, some of them are so incredibly creative. Did you go? Did you go to the twin 
planets. Yes, dude. Yes, that's the one. Oh, that's dude. the one I was thinking so, of. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna talk about these just a little bit. Yeah. Um. So like, there's two planets that are like orbiting one another, right? Yeah. One of them is like completely covered in like sand, and mm-hmm. it's all shimmery. And actually, it looks really good uh, when the sun hits it. It's nice and sparkly. Um. And then the the other one, um, basically has its equator is like missing if that makes sense it's like cut out and yep. it's weird because like the sand planet is orbiting right around that equator where it's cut out and you only really have like a top and a bottom of a planet put together like a hamburger right yep um in the middle is missing and this planet the sand planet's like orbiting around it and it's like all the sand is going into that empty space between uh at the equator of the other planet so it's and like it's, it's, it's like gravity is just it up pulling it yeah and it's actually filling it up and i noticed it was really cool because i was standing on the sand planet and i noticed that the sand was going down and i was like you're seeing more and more stuff under the sand and it was just really cool i haven't stood on the really sand planet smart. yet i've only stood on the the solid one yeah it was really cool and and i think an important part to note is like i didn't just go there by myself i think the game does a good job at like leading you to these places uh like one of the first things you see when you hit the hit the button to go, uh, it's a black screen and it says hit X to wake up and you you do it and you open your eyes and you see something like like shoot off of this planet. Uh, and you, it's that first thing of like, oh, I'm going to go find out what was what that was all about. And then that leads to something and then that leads to something and then that leads to like two things. So then you, you then you start branching out and. I think you like No Man's Sky more than I did, but I I felt trouble with No Man's Sky when it came to it kind of felt too aimless to me. Yeah, it's Um, definitely like they added a lot when you could start building bases and kind of like like that made it a lot more fun. But it's still like that. It's still aimless 100 percent for the most part. But uh, Outer Wilds, like I think there's still like this kind of nothing to do but just explore. But like the the path that they lead you on is strong enough to make me want to go. You but feel it's like not, there's a bigger purpose behind what it, you're doing. It's, it's a bigger purpose, but it's also not strong enough that I'm afraid to explore outside of that. Yeah. Um, and and because, there's just a lot to see and it's all very yeah. unique and you can tell it's all handcrafted because it's yes. just got some really smart, cool and cool to look at ideas. And one of the things about this game, dude, is so many things like that you run into because they're so different than anything I've seen in a game like this. It's like it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, dude. Like there's a lot of things you're like, what is that? And it's it's a little bit terrifying. And um, it has that sense of the unknown in the yes. the abyss that you see in a lot of these little places. I don't want to get too specific because I want you to experience that for yourself. But there's a, there's it's a- really good. This isn't this isn't spoiler. There's a point where you kind of go to this gas giant. So you have to break through this like layer of clouds first. Yeah, that was in the trailer. And yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if you've seen the trailer, you know what I'm talking about. But this like idea of having to go through these clouds and like there could be a mountain over here. There could be whatever over here. You just don't know. And it's kind of this. And there's like, tornadoes everywhere. <laughs> there's tornadoes. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of this like terrifying idea of the unknown. But they make death so uh, not meaningless, but so ingrained into the game that it's not a problem. 
like yeah. to to venture out and do those things. Like I said, dying is expected pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, if you have Game Pass, obviously hit the download button, please uh, support support uh, these guys because they they've clearly put a lot of time into this. Yeah, I was really hoping it'd be in Game Pass on PC, but it was not. We might talk about that later. Yeah, we never know. Might, might talk about that. Might come up. Yeah. Uh, also, speaking of Game Pass, I've put a couple of hours into Void Bastards. Oh yeah, tell me about that game. That game has uh, a cool looking art style. Yeah, dude, this game drips its style uh, from the first time you open it. Uh, Seems like we've been getting a lot of that lately. For sure, which I love. I, oh, I yeah. like things it's that great. just have different styles and not everything is aping off of everything else. It's great. Yeah. Uh, just like just like Outer Wilds. Um, but from the first page of this, you can tell it's like comic book inspired. Oh, yeah. Uh, they they literally have like comic staples, not like actual staples, but like things you would see on the front of a comic book on the title screen. Um, and Everything has this flat 2D look, um, kind of like Doom, uh, like old Doom, where you would kind of walk around it and it would spin with you uh, because it only had one side. So it had to face you at all times. Um, but they have like both sides so things can walk away from you and come towards you. And it, it has this really cool look and it's so comic inspired. Uh, it has this like raunchy attitude that I don't think is overdone. Um, you play as characters who are convicts uh and their prison is they get dehydrated and put into a filing cabinet um and then it's a roguelike so when you die and you come back as a new character they kind of like put you put your packet in a cockpit of a ship and then pour water on it and you pop up and it's crazy um it's really funny nice uh so the overarching like out of mission stuff is kind of like ftl if you ever played uh ftl you're kind of like bouncing from like ship to ship uh moving across a galaxy map pretty much and there's a bunch of different ways to go um different ships will have different things so there are medical ships there are food ships there are uh fuel ships um depending on what you need and then you're crafting stuff to make this journey easier for yourself like most roguelites do nowadays um and there is in the beginning uh, a sense of scarcity of ammo so it's kind of like encouraged to like stealth around the ship a little bit but what's funny is there's this stealth aspect but the characters that you embody have random traits so the first character I got, his trait was uh, sometimes he coughs, which breaks stealth. <laughs> so I'm just walking around the ship, just try- minding my own business. And literally you hear your character cough like really loudly. And then it alerts people that are around oh, you. That's great. Um, but since it told you up front, it doesn't feel like this, like, oh, it cheated me. You, you know, um, I've seen characters who always shout uh, like excitedly when they pick up something off the ground so if they pick up food they'll be like whoa <laughs> <laughs> uh it just seems to be having a lot of fun with itself um it's a first person shooter uh mainly it, nothing real crazy to talk about there but uh it's just real fun and i can't wait to play some more of it uh i unfortunately 
did something bad to myself this week, which I'll talk about in a second after Jordan talks about all his stuff because I have a problem. Yeah. Uh, but that's Void Bastards. Uh, also on Game Pass Day 1, Microsoft killing it with the Game Pass games. Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't be more happy for getting that for $60 a, for a year somehow. I don't even remember how I did that. Yeah. Uh, so many games. I wish uh, that was on Game Pass for PC too. Maybe we'll talk. Maybe we'll talk about that a minute. Yeah. Maybe. Um. So I also spent a lot of time this week playing an older game. Um. That has been around for a while, but I had never played, and kind of got hooked on it. Um. Definitely kind of more of a niche title. Uh, it's called My Summer Car. Oh, I've seen that. That looks ridiculous. Yeah. So. I mean, basically, this game is very much simulator and designed in a way that's pretty much intended to frustrate the crap out of you. Yep. And um, the whole point is your parents have left for the summer and you have to build your parents' old car from scratch because for some <laughs> reason, literally every single piece of that car is in pe- is taken yeah. apart in the garage. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, you have to start with the engine, put the pistons in, the head gasket, literally every piece of the car you have to build. That sounds um, awesome. It was actually really fun and really rewarding when I finally started my car for the first time today. Took so, is me... that the end, or do you get, like, another car to build? Oh, no, there's still a lot to do. Um, oh, there's, cool. there's a rally um, in town, uh, and your car is <laughs> not ready for it. for the race? <laughs> your car is not ready for it when you build it. That's um, pretty good. So, yeah, and there's kind of an economy. Uh, you have to make money because you, you don't, you have to eat every day. You also have to um, have money to pay your electric bill because your parents decided not to pay that. And if you get home in the dark and your electricity's out, you cannot find your bed and you can't oh, go to gosh. sleep and you can't eat. You can't do anything unless you have to remember where you left the flashlight. Um, it's real bad. So. Um, but the game, the game's really cool. Uh, also really frustrating when you, when you build it, I mean, it's literally hundreds of bolts that you have to put in to build this car. Right. And then it's really easy to miss some. And if you miss them, if you miss one, then the car's not going to work right. Just like real life. Yeah. And the symptoms are very much like real life a lot of times too. Um, but Anyway, so you build the whole engine, then you put it on an engine hoist, and you hoist it down in the, the bay of the chassis, and then you have to build the chassis, put the bumpers on, put the doors on, the hood, the fenders, the headlights, and then you have to wire everything up. It, it was just really a good time. I, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot, even though it was incredibly frustrating at times, because like you have to go to the opposite end of this open world map, and it's, it's kind of big, and you don't have a car. Yeah. The, the the way there's two ways you can really get there you can take a boat and if you take a boat over there to buy supplies then you have to carry all the supplies back to the boat one at a time and i had to do that the first time i got supplies and it took like it took like a good 25 minutes can you to go a, back and forth take a box everything. or something nope <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to make the trip again so you try to get it all in one go right that sounds like a podcast game. Oh, dude, it's it's it definitely tests your patience, but like yeah. it's designed to do that. And a lot of times games like that will frustrate me and I'll just not play them. But um, I actually I've actually really enjoyed my time with it. That's awesome. Um, it's 15 bucks on Steam. It's great. Cool. 
cool little game. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I've also played a game about cars. Uh, but it's about some anthropomorphic uh, animals driving cars as a team. Okay. Yes, the game I've been <laughs> playing a little bit is Team Sonic Racing. Uh, one of the two kart racers that I will be playing in the near future, uh, Crash Team Racing, comes out uh, this month. Oh my god. Uh, so I'll be playing that as well. Um, Team Sonic Racing is fun. Uh, I think they get right what a lot of other kart racers get wrong, and that's the sense of speed. Um, sometimes in Mario Kart, it's just like, why am I going so slow? I just want to go faster. Yeah. Um, but Team Sonic Racing definitely gets a sense of speed, right? And they have this interesting idea where, like, you have to race as a team. Um, so you race in teams of three, and you have a speed character, a technical character, and a power character, and they do different things depending on uh, that stuff. But they put in team mechanics, like, you can trade your item boxes to your teammates. So if you pick up an item box, and it's, like, a, the equivalent of a red shell, so, like, a homing missile or whatever, you can trade it to your team because if I'm in first, I don't need it. So I'll trade it back. And that has the chance of becoming like a three times item box. So he has the chance of getting three missiles. Nice. So it adds incentive to trade off your items. Um, there's also the concept of uh, I don't remember exactly what they call it. It's a slipstream. So you, the team member that is in first of your team leaves behind a yellow trail. And if you ride in that trail, you get like a significant speed boost and kind of like drafting, kind of like drafting. But like, you don't have to be right behind them. Yeah, um, you just have to be in the trail and it's, it's just the arcade follows them. version of drafting. the arcade version of drafting. And it does the arcade version of slingshotting, where if you stay in that stream long enough and you leave it, you'll like zoom, you'll get a big boost. Um, and then that works hand in hand with another concept that I can't remember the name of, but. Uh, if you uh, pass really close to your teammate who is going slower than you, you both get a boost. Um, you get a bigger boost, but he gets a boost, too. So it kind of gets it kind of gets him back up to speed. So if your teammates ahead of you and you see him get blasted by a shell or something or a missile, excuse me, uh, and you and you're like still going at a good clip and you skim right by him, you'll both like like blast off. <laughs> And it's pretty crazy when you hit it because you just go. Yeah. Um, so it has a lot of these team mechanics that are interesting, but I don't know if they work as much when it comes to AI. Um, this seems like a game that like I want to sit down with my wife or somebody who wants to play and you can like pretty easily talk back and forth to each other or just like kind of screenshot off each other and help them out. Um, cause I can see a concept of like, okay, I'm leading. So I'll slow down a little bit so you can pass me real fast and we'll get that speed boost. Um, or stuff like that. Uh, and two, two win races, your team get like it's cumulative points. So like first place gets 15, third place gets 10 and then they add them up and whichever team has more points wins. Um, that being said, so far the track design is not the best. Um, it's kind of bland, especially, especially when compared to Mario Kart, but even compared to 
um, Sonic uh, Racing Transformed, like those tracks had style and they were really cool. Uh, these tracks just seem kind of flat and kind of boring. Uh, so it kind of hurts. It hurts the replayability a bit. Um, whereas like I can play some of those Mario Kart 8 tracks all day because they're so lively and fun and fun to go around. Um, that being said, I think this is a fun game. It works really well, I think, if you have another person uh, that's that wants to play with you. Um, maybe not as much if you are a single uh, or a solo person. Maybe wait for Crash Team Racing for that one. Um, but uh, I think this game does a lot of things right and a lot of interesting stuff for the genre. So thumbs yeah. thumbs thumbs up for me. And it's, it's only 40 bucks. Cool. Um, I also spent some time in Splitgate Arena Warfare this week, and that game is fun as ever. Um, it's a really good time, and um, I've actually got they so they have their their loot boxes right for their free to play model. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all cosmetic stuff, but I've actually gotten some pretty cool armor pieces and stuff just cool. uh, from the first couple levels, and my dude looks pretty pretty sweet. Um, so I was pretty happy with that, and That's it cool. seems like when you get um an armor piece out of a loot box, you actually get the full set, which is nice. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So you're not like mismatching. Right. Um, The only mismatches is those sets don't come with jetpacks or portal guns. So sometimes your portal gun and your jetpack might not match. But your armor is on point. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But the game's been, it's been a good time, man. Um, A lot of people I know are complaining right now because I guess a lot of people have discovered the, the headshot multiplier is really, really good in that game um and the, the standard team deathmatch starts everybody with an assault rifle and a pistol kind of like halo mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. um and everybody's starting to use pistols because you can get the headshot multiplier up and really wreck with a pistol mm. so in the assault rifle is not very good at range um so some, like I know the, some people are getting frustrated with that it's just like the normal like the assault rifle's not accurate enough to hit the headshot reliably right so it's just like halo in that, in that matter yeah, yeah. Does yeah. it have a shield system to where, like, if I see a dude shield pop, I just have to headshot him once, like, with no matter what gun? It does, but at least as far as I can tell, it's not easy to tell when a shield pops like it is in Ooh. Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can kind of tell just by how much damage you've done. You get a feel for it, but yeah. it doesn't have a visual indicator that I've noticed. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's good. The game's really fun. Um, lots, of, feel- lots of fun custom games being had. Uh, do you feel... Do you feel yourself getting more creative with the portals or more knowledgeable about portal placement? Yeah, I mean, I I obviously need to spend more time with it to really nail it down. But I've seen some crazy plays, man. Cool. Um, I saw a dude who uh, put a put a portal on the ground in front of a guy who was running, and he turned around, and then his other portal was like up on a a wall that if you didn't have some momentum going through it, you were dead. Mm-hmm. So the guy felt like walked right into his portal that he put That's under pretty him, good. and then it killed him. And they actually have a, a leaderboard for portal kills. And I think oh, really? last I checked, first place was 15 kills. So they're not easy to get. Yeah. Um, to get kills with portals, but it's a pretty interesting mechanic for sure. I do have one like I, I struggle with portals on objective based modes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a lot worse in the alpha and beta. I think they've cleaned it up some. Like you can't go through portals if you're carrying the flag on capture the flag anymore 
Because, I mean, it literally makes, makes that way, way too easy. You just set a portal at your home base and then set a portal yeah. before you pick up the flag. I haven't happened to run into a game of oddball again yet, but when they had oddball in the beta, man, people were bouncing to all four corners of the map using teamwork with portals while they're holding the ball. Because, you know, in oddball, it shows you where the guy with the ball is at all times. But, like, you're running towards him, and then all of a sudden he's in a different corner of the map. You start running yep. towards him, and then he's gone. And you, you literally couldn't catch up, no matter how hard you tried. And it was really obnoxious. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if they fixed it in that mode, because I haven't played it yet. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to go through portals with objective stuff. I really wish they just had a team deathmatch playlist, because, I mean, that's really the best mode for portal gameplay, I feel like. So it's, it cycles through all the modes? Yeah. And I, I understand the reason they don't have specific playlists because the player base, they're worried about splitting it up between mm-hmm. that. And then you have like the objective playlist might be dead. And some people really like that. And I get that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. But the, but the game is really fun. I still cool. wish we had the old announcer back, though. Cool. <laughs> Ruin that announcer. Yeah, the new one's not as good. Sorry, man. Whoever you are. If I'd never heard the original, it'd been fine. Yeah. Did it just like, is it just like less like Halo, like the Halo announcer? Oh, yeah. Is that the problem? Where the original was like identical, but also yeah. very much improved. Yeah. Um, improved and, over the Halo announcer? Yeah. And uh-huh. what I mean is it just the I think the sound quality was just better. Okay. More okay. full volume to the voice, more full range to the voice. But uh, it just the new guy just doesn't, he doesn't I like, nail it. I, so, I still sometimes just think like Slayer, like how he says it. I can't even do it. Yeah, it's really like good. it's maybe it's just because I heard it way too many times. But his cadence saying this stuff is really cool. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I just think about and when you get a double kill and it's not that guy, it's really not as rewarding. Mm-hmm. I don't even yeah. know if it was the same guy, but whoever it was, he nailed it. <laughs> they were the first guy. <laughs> Dang it. I'm just bummed they changed it. Well, I'm never going to play it then. Yeah, and this one, you get a Kaiser Killhelm. That's pretty good. Never mind, I'm back on. Yeah, that's it. That's I'm back in. It's anything over a quad kill. Is it, is it just that one thing? Yeah, so it's like, it's, it's double kill, triple kill, kaleidoscope, and Kaiser Killhelm. Kaleidoscope's pretty good. Yeah, and it's like K-I-L-L, kaleidoscope. I mean, it, it's no Kilimanjaro, but what do yeah. you do? And it's like a like a f- ten kill streak is a a collection agency like K I L L collection. Uh, kind of a stretch on that one. It works though. You get used to it. It was a little weird okay. at first, but okay. it works. Got it. Cool, cool. Uh, that game's free to play. Yeah. Jump in. Yeah, it's good. Jump in there. They got a pretty good player base. People are people are enjoying it. Um, I guess the big concern is when we uh actually get MCC on PC. <laughs> How much of that player base is going to disappear? Ugh. You know? Ugh. Just got to tug on the collar there a little bit. That's yeah. a little. It, it's kind of tough when you start developing your game before that kind of announcement happens. Uh, but we, then... uh, we did get to see a little, a, little, a little MCC Halo Reach PC gameplay this week. Did it, did it, did it look like it made Halo Reach better? I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. <laughs> but just the fact that you can use a mouse and keyboard is a big Probably improvement. Probably makes it better. Yeah. So, Jordan, huh. I've, met, I've done a thing. 
that has completely thrown off my video games and I am at the same time kicking myself for it and like super excited that I'm doing it. But I'm finally playing through Final Fantasy 7. Finally, huh? Yes, final finally. Um obviously this is a big game in the history of video games. Um a lot of people point to this as one of their favorite games of all time. Um and I like RPGs and I've never played it. So I decided to purchase it on the Xbox One X. Uh Jordan this game is good, dude. Still holds up, huh? Still holds up. Like, oh my gosh. It might be a little it might be a little better because they added in a button that lets you turn on three times speed so you can like kind of grind out some stuff much faster. Mm. And it doesn't take nearly as long as it would have uh formerly. Uh so that might be helping it a little bit. When is um, when is Destiny gonna get that three times speed built in the grind? You know? You know? <laughs> uh I I don't I don't care whether you're a new game or old game. Uh if you're an RPG and you have to do like a very repetitive thing over and over again that doesn't really require a lot of mental thereness, add a add a fast forward button. It it helps a lot. Yeah. Um because now in former RPGs I would just go, go, go until I hit a wall. But now I hit the overworld part of the game and I'm like, I'm just going to grind out some levels. And then I just ran around for like 20 minutes, grinded out like three or three or four levels for all my characters, said we're good and then started moving on. Um, And that process would have taken much longer when you consider like having to go into the battle screen then you do the fight, then you come out of the battle screen, then you do the reward screen and it just takes a while. Um, I'm not using it in any story areas or anything just because I do want like that as a as a a normal pace at what they would give it but uh other than a few uh weird cultural quirks that we've kind of uh moved beyond in the years uh this this thing holds up dude um the combat system is just as good as any rpg i've played uh the materia system which is how you get your spells just as good as any rpg system i've played um the the hand drawn backgrounds like you can tell they look older but they look really good um and i i i'm kind of a fan of the weird like blocky character uh models i think that i think that look kind of it's it's ugly but it like still works for me on a visual level. Um, and that story, dude. Uh, so I knew, I knew like the big final fantasy seven, like story point that everyone talks about. And it, it, it like, you can't be a I, gamer and like not have that spoiled for you. I don't the, know it. Well, let me tell. No, um, <laughs> there's, there's a thing that happens that everybody knows happens and it gets even weirder to talk about it because of the remakes coming out. Uh, so I'm not going to, but I also realized that I had no clue what like the rest of the story entailed and oh my gosh, 
I kind of went in with this mentality of like, this is going to be this weird future Final Fantasy, which is how Final Fantasies have gotten now uh, with like 13, 15, like like nothing, hover cars and stuff, hover cars, uh, flying cars or your airships and that kind of stuff, um, which it, it has its place. But this kind of mixes like old Final Fantasy with that future style in a way that I did not think possible. Um, and that it still feels at its core like a Final Fantasy game, um, which some of the other games haven't been able to hold on to. Uh, they have like the bits and the trappings, but like 15, I don't think feels like a Final Fantasy game to me. 13, uh, just because of the I, th- I, I thought the combat design in 13 was amazing, but I thought the overarching like world and how you moved throughout that world was boring. So not Final Fantasy. Um, but this, like, the music is pristine. The the story is phenomenal. The characters are amazing. Uh, I'm I'm invested in them. The locations that you go to are super cool. They're super they stand out. Uh like I'm 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 gushing about a game that is 20 plus years old. Like <laughs> Yeah. Um when did it come out? Uh, ninety-seven. Is it really that old? It's old, dude. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm over here, like, kind of like giddy and childish because I'm like discovering what all these other people knew about all along, but I'm at this like cool place where I'm discovering it as an adult who knows things. Not to like deny any people their childhood and like what good comes with that. But I think the fact that this holds up even now uh, to a person who has never played it uh, m- maybe screams what was good about this game uh, at its core and and some of the very interesting stuff that it's doing. And I, I couldn't be more pleased. I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be more excited about the remake that's coming out now. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm eight hours into this game, but with some fast forwarding stuff, it's probably like nine to ten hours. Um, I just moved to another continent and I like I'm sitting here and I'm talking about all these amazing games. I'm talking about Void Bastards. I'm talking about Outer Wilds. I'm talking about Team Sonic Racing, and I just want to play Final Fantasy seven. Um. And that's not to say bad about those games. I've gushed about those games. I think they're great. But something about Final Fantasy VII is like drawing me to it in a big way. Uh, and I, 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 I just want to see it through as, as quickly as possible. I yeah. thought this was going to be a thing where I was going to be like, pick it up, play it for a bit. Stuff comes out, have to drop it, come back to it later. But now I'm like, no, I have to finish this now. Yeah. Darn you for evading me all this time i guess uh, well that's what i've been playing i've been playing a lot this week apparently sounds like a good time I'm probably gonna play this after we're done here yeah problem evan jordan we also got some some juicy news this week juicy tidbits uh a good a good bit of it today actually we're recording on thursday yeah and, we had uh, had big stuff today, big stuff yesterday. This morning started off 
with Microsoft announcing Xbox Game Pass on PC. Specifically, uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC. Yeah. Uh, now, we've had technically Xbox Game Pass on PC, quote unquote, mm-hmm. because if you have Game Pass and it's a Xbox Play Anywhere title, which means it's mm-hmm. playable on PC and Xbox, then, then obviously you can play it. But that's been a very small library up to this point. Um, they're talking like 100 plus games going to be in this new Game Pass yep. for PC. Um, and and I'm like excited the- about that, man. And it seems like the list of games are going to be like, these are PC games. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily going to be the same list that is on Xbox currently. Yeah. They said they've um, basically partnered with 75 other um, uh, publishers. Names they, names they showed off were Bethesda, uh, Devolver, um, Sega, uh, a few more. Some big names. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I mean... I don't know. It's exciting. Um, I imagine this will all still run through the Microsoft store for now. I really hope they do ditch that at some point and just create like a unified Xbox store across both platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, But they also they also announced that they're going to be bringing a lot more of their games to Steam. Yep. Um, Uh, I think they announced Gears 5. Yeah, uh, it's coming to Steam and Age of Empires one, two and three will be coming to Steam mm-hmm. uh, as a as a first few games starting that trend. Now, I imagine I, I, I doubt that you'll be able to pay for Game Pass and play on Steam. Highly doubt that one. Yeah, um, but at least it'll be there uh, for people who don't want to do the monthly subscription model. Yep. Um, and I think it's cool. You know, they they expressed a lot about player choice. Um, when they were talking about this, about, you know, we want you to be able to play where you want to play and buy from who you want to buy from. Uh, so they want to make their games available on more platforms, which just continues the theme we've been seeing from from Phil Spencer and Xbox. Uh, and that that lately. seems to that seems to be a theme that the whole industry is moving towards right now, except for maybe one exception. And by maybe, I mean, definitely <laughs> one exception. Yeah. I mean, Epic Games is really the only one who's who's going the other way. I mean, you see, you see um, Dauntless come out last week, and you can play it on PlayStation, you can play it on Xbox, you can play it on uh, PC. Which and is so ironic, like, because it's an Epic Games... It's an Epic game. Uh, ...published game. It's weird. Um, but, like, that was the first... Oh, I, to my knowledge, the first game that launched with, like, full platform crossplay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like... I think it was the other day it was two people on PC and one person on Xbox and one person on a PS4 in our party. And that is crazy. Like yeah. that is a cool world to live in now. Yeah. Uh that we are not like just buy what you want. Buy what you like. Don't have to buy what your friends are on. Just what do you what do you like? You like Xbox? Cool. You like PS4? Cool. You like PC? Cool. Just buy whatever you like and you get to play with your friends no matter what is what seems to be the future we are hurtling towards. Yeah um but yeah i mean it's really it's really exciting i'm really curious to see where all of that goes it's nice to see um the pc platform getting some attention um i know a lot of pc gamers are have been a little bummed for uh as of last decade really yeah um because uh you know with i've even seen some blame it on halo when Halo released hmm. and and made the Xbox such a big thing, and uh, they felt that PC was then neglected, hmm. um, as as consoles rose, 
but uh, yeah, I feel like consoles brought in a mainstream. Yeah. Um, but more about uh, Game Pass on PC, and I'm sure Game Pass in general, coming E3. Yeah. Did you also see that Phil Spencer tweeted, I believe it was 13 games from Xbox Game Studios are going to be at E3 this year. Are they all unannounced? Uh, I don't know if they're all unannounced because they have stuff like Gears 5. I got you. Um, but still, that's awesome. That's great. That's that seems really to be big. from the majority of the people that they that they picked up. Yeah. And uh, don't forget as well that we will be doing a live stream during the Microsoft press conference on June 9th, starting at 3.30 p.m. Uh, and then following that with uh, Bethesda uh, that evening as well. Uh, so check it out. Twitch.tv slash button key games. Um, just to just to quote Phil Spencer, uh, this is from his Twitter. Uh, just finished our final E3 rehearsal here with the team at Redmond. Feel really good about the briefing. Lots to show. We have 14 Xbox Game Studios games in the show this year. More first party games than we've ever had in the show. Fun times. Hashtag Xbox E3. Ah, so 14. Ooh. Um, and that'll that'll include Gears 5. That'll include the next Forza. And Halo. Um, Halo will be there. Uh probably uh the gears tactics game um so it'll be probably some some known quantities but definitely a lot of unknown quantities with with that number yeah it's a big number to throw around yeah so that'd be interesting to see i'm excited for, for sure. that um um speaking of e3 hype it's i feel like it's already started jordan we're already we're already getting there oh yeah this was the week of announcements uh first the the smallest one uh the avengers game by crystal dynamics the developers of the new tomb raider series uh and published by square enix is going to be at e3 this year yeah um finally they teased it a co- they teased it a few years ago uh and some some uh little bits and pieces of details came out nothing that I, nothing that i think is worth talking about here at the moment um but that game will be at E3. That's very exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited um, to see what that is and what that's all about. I think it's going to be good. Uh, a game that will not be at E3, though, but still feeds into the E3 hype train because it was a big announcement. Uh, Death Stranding, the new joint from Kojima Productions produced by Sony Game Studios, uh, or Sony, or whatever their studio name is. Uh, that's coming out this year, and I couldn't be more excited. Did you yeah, watch the trailer? I did, and I did not expect that game to come out this year. No, I don't think anybody expected that game to come out this year. I think we knew there was a chance, but just didn't really expect that it was going to happen. Uh, the trailer, it looks interesting. I'm still not sure what the heck is going on. but And I'm um, 100% okay with that. Yeah. Um, it's harder for me to get too excited about it because I won't be able to play this game. Yeah, because um, I don't have a PlayStation, um, but they did finally announce that release date, November 8th, 2019, November 8th, 2019. They released an eight minute trailer. Eight yeah, minute plus it was long. Uh, it is bonkers. It somehow it didn't feel like eight minutes. I've, it feels like a three minute trailer. And that's like a good thing because I've watched it so many times and I'm just enthralled by the possibilities uh, and the story concepts that this game brings. Um, 
they've obviously been talking about the idea of like connections between people um and and strands uh and like bridge babies bts ladders uh this game has it all yeah um it seems to be dealing with like time travel or different dimensions it's crazy dude yeah it looks this could wild it could really only come from the mind of kojima um who is a man who is not afraid of putting like two hour long cutscenes in his games um which i'm completely okay with because i'm a weirdo it it looks it looks scary at points it looks it looks breath of the wild at points it just looks so exciting i'm just looking at screenshots right now i'm just so excited about this game um i'm not gonna get into theory crafting because there's just not enough to go on but or maybe there's just too much different stuff to go on it's a lot of different stuff <laughs> it's like let me, let, me, let me release a youtube video and i'm gonna watch every single trailer and i'm gonna figure this out before the game comes out nah. that's not gonna happen yeah um it it is safe to say that this is my most anticipated game of 2019 yeah it looks good um we also had a couple of other small things so we had um so there was a little news mario maker 2 um not letting you play with your friends you cannot yeah you can't match make with your friends online um which is a which is a weird nintendo thing i guess it's a weird nintendo thing uh jordan i know you have a switch and i know we're buddies gonna gonna be honest like i didn't see any of that online stuff and say like i need to play that with my friends yeah no i i get that but you know the option would but i'm been sure nice. that there are people who do yeah it's just weird um, you know it has to be match made with randoms you can't play with your friends and that's just a weird and, thing to do i feel like and it's weird that like now we have an online paid service and we're still getting like this kind of nonsense yeah it's um, a mess we also had uh, labo vr support for smash <laughs> ultimate announced <laughs> coming <laughs> uh so that that's weird um and then and then we have my favorite news of all of all time ever of all this week <laughs> um we have the official announcement of Call of Duty Modern Warfare the reimagining uh, but Jordan, Jordan, of the Call Modern of Duty, Warfare Modern Warfare Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out 12 years ago No this is Why Call we- of Duty Modern Warfare the reimagining of Call of but Duty, Call of Modern, Duty Warfare. Modern Warfare Remastered came out two years ago. Yeah. We have we have five Call of Duty games with Modern Warfare in the name. So I'm so confused. I can't figure it out. No, I got it's, it. I understand. It's, it's fine. But uh, they aren't calling it a reboot. They are calling it a reimagining because yep. reboot feels like it wasn't good. <laughs> so we needed to redo it. Um, yeah, apparently yep. that's their thought. Um but I mean, the way Modern Warfare Three ended, from what I understand, there were a lot of nukes and Russians invading the U.S. and you know, it was a different world than the modern world, so you was, couldn't really run off of it. I think that was two. <laughs> okay, this is good. they got a little muddled, to say the least. Yeah. Well, um, so this will this will be new. Captain Price is back. He's back. He's still chomping cigars. Yeah, it looks so good. I watched that trailer. You should go watch it if you haven't watched it. Which Actually, they said I, was all an engine yeah 
which it's a new engine, finally. I watched this trailer and I got chills. Yeah, they're do they're doing they're doing something that I haven't seen from Call of Duty. Probably since the World War II stuff. Um and it's giving it this they're 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 putting a weight behind it. Um and people keep or even I don't know if it's they or if it's just people, but they keep referencing no Russian from Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Uh which was the scene where you had to assist in enacting uh a mass shooting. Uh which is definitely like it's 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 weird. It was weird then it's weird now. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Um and they they say they want to make this game feel uncomfortable, but I don't think it's because of what you're doing. I think it's because of what what is going on around you. Yeah, and what you're gonna see. Um, from what I can hear, and like the to stuff me, that's you're a lot see. different than no Russian. Yes, it's very different. You're doing versus what you're seeing and what's happening around you. Um, um but I they, am they, I am very excited for this game. Yeah, they 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 talk about wanting it to be something that you could see on the news um which implies a lot of weight is going to be put behind it and a lot of emotion yeah and i heard from somebody um, that like they they infinity ward talked about like watching live leak videos which is where they show like the mm. real live footage of like terrorist bombings and stuff like that um, that you can watch and they watched videos like that to try and get the the grittiness and, and reality into this game. Um, so, so, um, some, some people were able to see it at infinity ward, uh, and they showed them two missions. And one of the missions you play is a, what, what appears to be a seven year old child, a girl. Um, and like her, her village is being like gassed. Um, and you have to like fight your way out of the city. Uh, and in the other one, you play as a tier one operative team who is going through like an apartment building, trying to find, uh, a known quantity and like, it's a, it's an, it's an occupied building. Uh, there are people living in it. Uh, so you see like a mother go and grab her child out of the crib while you are like making your way through this building. Uh, and all of these things lend itself to what appears to be a slower style game. Um, not to lose the, the, the essence of what Call of Duty is, but to make you think more about what you're doing. Um, and just hearing people talk about it. Yeah. Seems like, seems crazy. Different yeah, I know. Uh, I know one Call of the. Duty. I watched a bunch of people's impressions who went to that yeah. gameplay, and read about it. And one of the things uh, that one of the guys said was, I can't remember who it was, but he said that they wanted to really nail down the the feeling of modern combat, which has changed a lot since Modern Warfare released. Yeah, and um, one of the one of the things uh, that's a true struggle, which you can talk to anybody who's actually fought in Afghanistan or. Um, in the war that that's been raging on for as long as it has, um, is it's hard to know who's your enemy, yeah, and who's not. And they wanted to capture that in this game, um, where you, it you don't always know if if, you, if that's a bad guy or not, and um, and kind of keep you on the edge of your seat. Uh, and from everything that they're saying, it sounds like they're they're doing a good job of capturing the reality of the terror of war, 
and uh well well even even to the point where they are like toning down the video gameness of it by like shrinking the hallways that you're in and shrinking the doorways that you're in so it's not like these are not areas conducive for a firefight that you would normally see in call of duty yeah um like they're really going for hyper realism here is is what it seems like yeah um even even down to like their sound design and what they're doing with the weapon modeling which which is crazy because call of duty has always been the arcade shooter or the more yeah. arcadey shooter and like the idea of them going a little bit more hyper realistic is really fascinating to me and i'm all for it um but yeah they talk <clears throat> about like the the shells uh, from that pop out of your gun are physics based so whatever they collide with they make certain sounds and they actually like if you're next to a car they'll bounce off the car and you'll hear them hitting the car and um yeah. and they also talked about the the sound design well, the way they explained it sounded more like uh almost kind of how battlefield does it which is some of the best uh first person shooter sound design um but uh basically if you're in like a long corridor or out in a big courtyard or in a big hall or something like that, the gunfire sounds are going to be completely different. Um, and you're going to have the echo of, of the acoustics of the area that you're in. And that's yeah. something, I, like I said, I think, I think really in Battlefield 3, it was nailed to a T um, for modern combat. And um, if it's as good as that, which is what I'm really hoping, or even Parker's close even to close it. close to that. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I have high hopes, probably too high of hopes for this game. From everything that I've seen so far, they also here's the big thing: they confirm cross-platform play. Uh, yeah, and I don't. They haven't confirmed exactly what that means. Uh, from um, what, from I, what I understand, it's it's confirmed cross-platform between PC and console players. That was the quote that I saw. But does but like the question is, I guess the question is like, is it PC or not? Uh, is it Xbox to PS4 as well? Uh, yeah, I doubt it. And that it. question remains. I doubt it. Um, and it gets even more muddy when like PlayStation gets content seven days earlier than everybody else. Yeah. It's so um, weird when, to me though. Like how are you going to do a game like call of duty cross platform when I got a mouse and keyboard and you're using a controller? It's, little... it's, it's gotta be opt in. Yeah. And I wonder if they'll have mouse and keyboard support on the Xbox. I, this is one of the times where I'm going to say like, I wouldn't see why not because yeah. Microsoft has said like, yeah, put it in. Like we we gave you the tools, like put it in, yeah. Um, and that'd be really cool. I think if if this is one of the, like the big flagship games that says like, hey, you can do this now. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just, I'm really excited to see more of this game. Uh, Modern Warfare is very nostalgic for me. I mean, it was one of the games I played a lot growing up, and it was the only Call of Duty I really loved. Um, and oh, something that has me excited. They also talked about new co-op options. And I'm oh, hoping yeah. they bring back Spec Ops. Yeah. Yeah, they talked about some co-op missions, and that will be awesome. Um, this game also seems to have a lot of stealth yeah. kind of stuff, which is always my favorite missions in these games anyway, so I hope there's a good bit of that. And also, they seem to be modeling everything differently from the people who saw it. Like They're actually modeling where rounds connect with their targets. Um, and like the AI will react that way. So you will yeah. see somebody like grabbing his chest where he was shot, um, yeah. which is adding to that level of, um, uh, immersion that they are going for. Yeah. Um, I heard something about like when you shoot through walls too, like 
not every bullet hole looks different. Like it's not yeah. like a bunch of the same hole, right? Like parts of the sheetrock might fly off differently depending on the angle you shot and what was behind it and different stuff like that. And it's just going to be a little bit more dynamic. I mean, a lot of this is could be some fluff because this is marketing, right? But yeah. if it's as good as it sounds, it's going to be a really good game. Well, they also they also talked about the difference or making a difference between being a tier one, like highest, like creme de la creme, top of the tier, uh, like operative for a military to being a rebel. Yeah, um, who's using improvised weaponry. Who's using like Molotovs and like busted up AKs and and like the the interactions that those two would have with each other. And you yeah. get to play on both sides. Um, like what if you are the militia and you have to fight against some tier one dudes? Like you're going to have to fight differently. Yeah. Um, because you might have more numbers, but you're not as armored. So like they've talked about like guerrilla warfare might have to be brought into play. Um, and like, what about tier one versus tier one? What about the other way around? Uh, it seems like they're doing a lot of interesting stuff and, and a lot of, of different stuff than we've seen from call of duty in the past. Yeah. Um, and they announced all the, all the maps will be free. No season pass, no season pass, which as fantastic news, as, as me and Jordan have both stated, we are, we weren't going to buy it anyway. Yeah. We, I think the past two episodes we mentioned, (laughs) you're not getting a pass from me again. (laughs) Um, so like, I don't want to get caught up in the hype, because in, in a lot of ways, Black Ops was a letdown. Um, and I haven't liked an Infinity Ward game since Modern Warfare 3. Um, but they're saying a lot of things that seem right. Yeah. And seem to be pushing Call of Duty uh, in, a, in a direction that it seems like these kind of shooters were going. Yeah, I'm um, excited, man. It I want to see, see some gameplay. Yeah, I also another thing I heard them talking about with like the aesthetics of the guns is like the the sights will work a little different. Yep. So in in traditionally in Call of Duty if you have like a like a red dot, right? Or a 2x. When you when you ADS for that 2x sight, uh your kind of your field of view kind of zooms in to the site yeah, itself. Your entire your entire screen zooms in. Right. Um where that won't happen. Um, in this game instead the site itself will have its own magnification but it won't yep. zoom in on the site for you um, which is really interesting well i think um, i think it, and it kind of takes some getting used to i think it like pulls the site up but like your peripherals around the site don't zoom in with it which was right. the thing that the old call of duties were doing or kind of like apex legends when you use that that 2x or that 3x it like yeah it zooms into that site, like everything puts zooms it in, in your face yeah. and i'm like that's not how that works yeah um, uh, they also talked about like if you hold the left trigger and you reload, you do not take your gun down. Yeah, yeah, I'll so actually you, reload while you're still aiming down the sights. So there's a, there's an entire animation for like reloading while aiming down the sights, uh, so you can like keep your target acquisition. Which I feel like that's really really important with this sight change because it's yeah. harder to get target acquisition through get a sight yep. with this kind of sight. Because I've seen it in games before and it's harder to use. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm really excited for it. I think my biggest question is, how do we reconcile the tone of the campaign with like the tone of the multiplayer? 
if you if that makes sense it seems to be a common struggle with these kind of games and yeah. i'm i'll be curious to see how they tackle it if they if they don't do a great job i don't think it's the end of the world um but i hope they do i'm not i'm not saying the gameplay has to be this but like the tone of siege is almost like kind of what they're going for yeah um like this this is like important this is stressful and uh that tension is still there which that has never been call of duty's bag uh, yeah. Unless you played Search and Destroy this, like a crazy person. This, this seems like a lot less gratuitous violence and more like, this is real. Like, and this is, intentional violence? Yeah, like this is, this is for the sake of, um, this, is what's, this is real and this is what actually happens. Yeah. Not necessarily a true story, but you know, what actually happens. Um, I, guess the, I guess the big question is like, is Call of Duty the team capable of doing that? I really yeah. hope so. I wouldn't have I, really I wouldn't so. have expected it, but it sounds like they from what these people who have seen it, they seem convinced that they've it. Done sounds it. like they're taking it very seriously. Um but um, who knows how impartial they may be. You know, they yeah. were paid to uh, for their travel and stuff like that to go out there. Um but I know a lot of these guys still give their honest opinions. I've I've there's there's one guy I watched Prestige Prestige's key. He's yeah. the most brutally honest dude. <laughs> like Yeah, I watched he his. says He's, yeah, his yeah, he says it how it is. Um, so I'm generally not worried about them being like shills or anything. Yeah. Uh, but like we mentioned, like this is marketing. Um, yeah. You can market games to look one way. So this is I our hope, little disclaimer: not to get caught up yeah. in the hype, even though we are. <laughs> At least I'm trying I am. my hardest. I'm trying my hardest not to be. Oh, I'm caught up in it. It looks so good. I, I'm so excited. I've been wanting a Call of Duty like shift for a while now. Yeah. And but I mean, like we, we, we kind of thought that Black Ops 4 was going to be that, but not this big. We thought yeah. it would be a smaller shift, but any shift was really exciting at that point. But this looks like a, like a, almost like a 180. This, this looks lo- like a big shift. It sounds like a different game. Yeah. It doesn't sound like Call of Duty. It sounds like a, like a new AAA shooter. It kind of reminds me of Medal of Honor. You remember those new Medal of Honor games that came out? Yeah, they weren't that good, though. They weren't good, no. <laughs> they were, they were pretty bad. But just, like, the whole, like, tier one operator, like, we're the, we're the, the hardcore of the hardcore. Like, it reminds me of that. Uh, not in a bad way. But. I think, that, I think that's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've said it, but, man, I'm excited for more Modern Warfare. Um, for sure. October 25th. They changed the color from blue to green or green to blue. So we're good. It's completely different now. October 25th, 2019. I'm ready. I will ready. be playing that. I'm so ready, dude. I'm excited. I want to see more. I can't wait yeah. to see more. Not um, going to not going to be at E3 probably. Probably not. I mean, because, where would uh, they Sony's go? not there. I think I think they are going to have a small presence. I think I want to I want to say I heard there's going to be like a booth or something. But they always Activision, do their own thing. You know, they so. they try to do their own thing anyway. The Black Ops, I think the Black Ops Four thing was a pretty big success, so I think they might just go with that. Yeah. Um. No word on a battle royale, and I honestly don't care if there is one or yeah, not. Yeah, I don't. I have battle. I have enough battle royales. I'm good. I got Apex. And Apex. If you want Call of Duty Battle Royale. Apex Blackout some, is perfectly fine. Apex announced some new stuff today, so might have to jump back into that. Yeah. What did they? What did they do? Uh, they just announced some like uh quality of life changes for the battle pass and like teasing their new the new battle pass which gets announced at ea play okay uh cool. not this saturday but next saturday cool yeah for it'll sure. be it'll be this saturday by the time you're hearing this 
It will be this Saturday by the time you're hearing this. Yeah. We have some we have some fun stuff planned for E3. Yeah. Well, how was your beer, Evan? It was delicious. I really like that. 100% get again, the Trail Angel by Devil's Backbone. 100% get again. Yeah. How was yours? It was interesting. Interesting, Did, huh? Yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't taste like beer. Oh, weird. Um, but it did at the same time, but not like any beer I've ever had. Yeah. Um, but I, like I drink it again. Like it, it was good. Cool. Um, but it's, it's like m- maybe missing some of the flavors that you mm-hmm. usually get from beer. And mm-hmm, then also mm-hmm. has, um, has a little different flavor to it. But it, it wasn't bad at all. It was good. Cool. Anyway, that wraps it up for us. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, be sure to check out our website, buttonkey.games. There's a form there at uh, buttonkey.games slash contact uh, where you can uh, reach out to us. Tell us what you're playing. Tell us what you think. What are your E3 predictions? Um, and uh, we hope to hear from you. And uh, check us out on uh, Instagram at buttonkeygames. And thank you so much for listening, folks. Stay classy out there. <laughs>